hopefully prospers in life unlike uh, <laughs> like what that's <laughs> for so <laughs> just a shout out to him yeah he's uh, also a listener of our pod you but, know who you are yeah, we wish you the best yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> only three people know who they are <laughs> the other two are sundars <laughs> tv empire to director we have a player review can we rock and roll please Hello and welcome to Bits and Pieces, the friendliest cricket podcast. That's right, this is the kind of podcast that spots the nervous looking newbie at a party and makes sure they are included in the conversation and comfortable. The podcast that will pull a best friend to the side and say, bro, I don't think this deodorant scene is working for you. Switch to an antiperspirant. Oh, and get vests with sleeves because antiperspirants stain. That's right, we'll never abstain from tough love and pain or Tim Payne or Dale Stain. or stale dane wait is it dane anyway this is the podcast that is self aware and vulnerable and talks too much and then plans a trip to goa with you for the next morning and never follows through because actions speak louder than words but really how loud do you need to be i am tony and joining me today first up his generous beard and genial smile has earned him the title the hirsute of happiness but don't let the gentle demeanor fool you this is a man who is not faced by the celebrity appeal or celebrity appeals the man who bends over the rulers of cricket and spanks them with a wooden ruler for not being logical the man who ensures there are no false stewards the president of the control of broad for cricket in india say hi abhishek chopra <laughs> wow <laughs> oh, um, thank you so much da glad to be here after the streak yeah. was broken last week i mean i wrote the, the intro begins. before realizing you got a haircut but we will stick with her suit of happiness sorry about that <laughs> brought back uh, broken also da not just yeah. the streak <laughs> yeah properly like uh, andrew simons bodying a streaker that was like <laughs> <laughs> Up next, the man who puts the pro VC in provincial Victoria, the man who speaks truth to Pawai, the IIT at which he's left a lasting legacy. He lunches with Gilchrist, flies with Dean Jones, and then inexplicably hangs out with the likes of us. So much so that one of us once asked, "Mohan, are we your CSR?" The Chinese authoritarians found a solitary tank man standing in front of them. The money grubbers at BCCI have something much more formidable to contend with: the Hank man. Please say hi, Hank. Mohan Krishnamurthy. I mean, I, I really, I mean, I, I visit this podcast once a week, every every time I do, just for your intro, Tony. The rest of it, I have absolutely no knowledge in what's happening. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> also joining us, if there was a combination of someone who advocates education and reading as many books as possible and eating everything delicious and an appreciation of bad puns, we would call him Masala Yusuf Sai. This man will always walk whether or not he's nicked it as long as there is good food involved. The man who makes you want to spooner the name of a Pakistani cricketer who was humiliated by the intermittent fast bowling of Venkatesh Prasad. That was Amir Sohail, but we say Samir, oh hail. Say hi there. <laughs> <laughs> thanks tony thanks we will uh, you'll never walk alone i mean i don't support liverpool but I, you'll never walk alone yeah yeah that's a good segue because uh, finally many know him as a manchester supporter but actually this man is a chest harness because he's the biggest underdog supporter what do you call an exotic tasty shake with uh, dry fruits the swiss bliss kismis kismis in a shake you ask Well, this man is racing hell wherever he goes and doing it in the most unconventional way possible. From FMS to TAS to Crickinfo to organizing Olympics, Srinath Sripath's only negative quality is that he looks a lot like Chris Srikanth. But he has also got success in life and we are proud to call him a friend. The man about whom Robert Frost once wrote, two paths diverged in a wood and I I took the Sripath and that has made all the difference. Say hi Sridhar. <laughs> what i'm i'm both shaken and stirred uh, by that intro thanks bro thank you tony cool so uh let's get right into it lots has happened uh, including things that have happened over a week ago uh, which refuses to die down um, despite chops best effort at shutting up all of england <laughs> yesterday ben stokes has decided to uh, put his foot in the mouth so maybe we'll just do a quick round up and conclusion of this uh, nonsense non striker run out saga and then uh, move on to actual cricket uh, we should also mention that there was a very uh, beautifully written uh, piece by sid monga and then a 
Twitter thread version of the same by Harsha Bogle. Uh, both, uh, we would assume, independently produced. Uh, because, I mean, uh, but the <laughs> arguments... Like uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The arguments made a lot of sense, to, right? So I, I don't think that anything that we say or do now is, is going to add uh, anything to... to the you know whole discourse don't think the english are going to back off uh, i mean uh, and what monga wrote like makes a lot of sense in in a lot of uh, fields not just cricket or not just uh, the run out at the non strikers and um, but yeah i think so it's, it's so always... let me stop you there so humble having been the main course of the discourse now you're coming and saying <laughs> it's not much to add it's amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like mic drop has already happened now. <laughs> Why will I pick it up and drop it again? <laughs> I don't think that the English are, you know, going to back off or they're going to see much sense in in um, in how the world sees it. Uh but uh, I think what's been disappointing is that except Ashwin, none of the Indians uh you know, uh, Indian male cricketers or or female cricketers have really come out in the open and i mean they spend a lot of time on twitter doing random you know advertisements or or stuff but i mean something if they can say about it i think it would add uh, a a non english players current players uh, opinion to the discourse but i mean alex hales has been more vocal about it but, than but, but than any of us there is there is a fundamental difficulty for australia uh, australians and uh, and english in general to understand the the differences and and i think tony called it out not the inability to understand that there is a cultural element to the way you play the game and and that fundamental difference between the way the game is played over here i will never understand this line in the in the sand for example i have no idea this is so arbitrary but there seems to be some concept of line in the sand that people understand over here and maybe they ascribe to it they maybe they believe in it maybe it's part of their culture and the moment you refer to that culture it is seen as a racist kind of a, a, a lens right so i don't think people over here will def- will understand the way um india and let's say the subcontinental teams view uh, things like i i don't want to call it monkering but running out the 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 non striker i don't think they will particularly understand and for indians it, and and indian sports people in general other than vocal people like ashwin it really doesn't matter so i don't know if the indian cricketers will ever get up and say come on bugger off shastri may have done it if he was a commentator but i think now is under the pay uh, payroll of bcci i'm not sure he'll do it yeah no i mean line in the line in the sand is still okay right head in the sand is not like <laughs> in, in, india is the richest cricket team in the world and england is the ostrichest cricket team in the world, right like no 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 wonder the palms are getting ostracized by this uh, but i will ostrichest ostrichest <laughs> but but i will tell one player who will definitely not talk about this issue and that is uh, unfortunately tania bhatia who has lost her entire luggage jewels and iphone also <laughs> and she's blaming marriott and marriott has yet to officially respond and even tell her please drop a dm or we will drop an automated dm for this but there was a there was a nice nice tweet from the british museum that said don't worry <laughs> all your stuff is <laughs> yeah. here fake, so, fake british museum handle yeah, but obviously. yeah well, amazing museum. really cool <laughs> really cool but to continue on to mohan's point it's not just regarding this running out the batsman at the non strikers and it's pretty much true for sledging it's pretty much true for what happened in 2019 every absolutely. single incident absolutely and this is being playing out since 2008 and perhaps even from you know before that if you look at shakur rana right from that time this has been playing out and i don't think uh, there is a uh, ability or an interest to fundamentally understand um, subcontinental cricket other than making money in the ipl and getting out Andrew Simons did it, and he may have just um, you know played in the same team as the person that uh, reportedly called him all sorts of names. Who knows what what happened on the field? But literally two months later, they were playing in the IPL. I don't think these players, the 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 Aussies and the Brits, will ever understand that things like this really don't matter. Ashwin called it really well, and he says the only rule that I play with is the ICC rules: play on the field, give everything that you have. and then and shake hands when you when you get out i'm i'm paraphrasing his tweet but something like that 
I think there's a couple of things, right? Like one thing I've noticed and Alex Hales coming out in support of the run out uh, kind of uh, validates that thought even more is that even if an English or an Aussie player today wants to agree with India and what Deepthi did, there seems to be this big element of shaming and what uh, are the consequences if they go against the grain and say whatever comes to mind. Because like the whole community seems to be, you know, hell-bent on saying this is against the spirit of cricket. The most important thing that I learned this week on this whole episode is uh, from Sid Monga's article referencing Abhishek Mukherjee, who's a, who's a historian and written a column for Wiston. Uh, throughout the 19th century and for uh, the first half of the 20th century, the Brits were at it. The Brits were doing a lot of this stuff in their first-class games at Lords and all other venues. And back then, the batsmen and the batters were uh, put to shame until, until Vinu Mankad comes and does this thing to Bill Brown. And then the whole narrative completely shifts in the other direction. So it's hard to, like, you don't want to quickly insinuate, you know, colonialism and racism and bring it into sport without reason. But this seems like as good a case as it gets. And it's so perilously close to, you know, that, that sort of thing, that sort of bias actually coming together. And I, for once, I'm fully with Hank on the IPL thing. Like it's for two months, they don't say anything, right? When Butler thing happened, uh, <laughs> Butler kept his <laughs> kept his silence until the end of the tournament he he did say a couple of he did come out of the press and say i wouldn't do it blah 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 but it's it's gone to a different level uh, and I, and i think tony will, yeah. will get to the peter delapena threads in due course like the man's been doing god's work yeah. in the space for mm-hmm. the whole week uh, but but before we get to the threads though uh, two instances of course the whole running out at non strikers and i i reference my favorite cricket movie of all time lagan it been referenced <laughs> in there the key batsman runner being run out at the non strikers end and uh, coincidentally butler and ashwin now play for the same team hunted by actually nice uh, nice tasting uh, raisins and uh, cashews so everything's happy lo ever after so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Nuts, you're nuts. No, I mean, just at the point of the Australians, uh, you know, getting it, not getting it. The the one thing that I have to say is that when the Bill Brown, Vinu uh, Mankad incident happened, uh, Bradman did come out in the press and said clearly he has absolutely no problems with it. I don't know what they are, uh, what the current lot uh, of Aussie cricketers, domestic, international think about it. But... I mean, for all that it matters, uh, the the greatest Australian did Australian cricketer did say that it's it's absolutely fine by him. Yeah. I mean, the line of the line in the sand thing, yeah. I mean, it's it's another anachronism of of perhaps I don't know nineties two thousands Australian cricket. But honestly, I mean, everyone's taken to it. There's hardly any team barring uh, Toby's favorite New Zealand, the <laughs> nice boys or whatever, who don't do it now. But the South Africans are at it. Uh, the English are at it. So no, but like, what really annoyed me about the Ben Stokes thing is right. Like, we are like very clearly, logically, there's only one way to go about it, right? And then Monga and Harsha Bogle are actually extending empathy, saying probably we don't understand where they are coming from because it's a cultural thing, right? We are extending the benefit of doubt to you to say you're not fundamentally illogical, but this is probably the reason. To which Ben Stokes then says, "Why are you bringing culture into it?" Which makes it absolutely. Then you're basically saying that no, like actually, logically, we don't understand the rule, right? Which, which, like, is very confusing to me. The reason why he did that, I think, is because exactly what uh, Srinath said before. You can talk about colonialism; that's okay. But yeah. the moment you step that step into that line that extends beyond colonialism to racism, and therefore that reference to culture, then just tips it across into into that uncomfortable uh, area right so yeah. people jump in and say no 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 don't bring culture into this and so on mm-hmm. so the, hence that that uh, preemptive strike if you like between sid monga and harsha's uh, threads and the, the story it, i do empathize a lot with harsha on this because he's coming from a place where he's seen the power shift over 30 years in broadcasting right like his first 15 years 
was still the English, Australia, the Anglosphere era, and then the IPL comes and shifts it. And he's seen a lot of this in the combox. Like, I do remember Shastri going all out on Hussein, uh, 27, sorry, 2007, 2008. Yeah. That was a big moment in broadcasting, and Hussein was in a completely different place uh, back then. And he's become, like, supremely erudite and, you know, respectful, etc. since then. But why, every once in a while, that bald spot comes out when you're literally calling it live. Like, it's literally the first 20 seconds of it. He's like, we know it's in the rules, yeah. but then, I mean, we all heard what he said and yeah. to, to Harsha's credit there's there's things that he can't say with a BCCI contract but there's things he says regularly he calls out journalists who cannot still take it uh, who are English or Australian yeah. he still calls them out for not being able to re- deal with the, the Indian money in the game and so on so it is at the end of the day a very different perspective and it probably is like things he feels deep down about uh, how I don't know the, the Asian world is treated in cricket even today one uh, one counterfactual hypothetical not counterfactual hypothetical that I would love to see is Atherton on air uh, during the incident because he's had a little bit of time and his I, I just went to his Times uh, page and he said there's a simple rule to Mankad Rose non strikers stay in your crease uh, so he's he's literally written a very Atherton esque uh, you know sane sort of level-headed column a uh, couple of days later but it would have been really nice to see because like as much as I put the two of them in the same box I consider Atherton even one level higher than Hussein uh, like the absolute elite standard of broadcasting so that would have been nice to see like I, I don't know what you would have said yeah but I mean see I don't have a problem with Nasser reacting in the moment like he did he said I mean, I think his words were, I don't know, it's in the loss of the game. And then he didn't say anything. I mean, he didn't like support it one way or the other. But post that, you can still change your mind, right? And come back and say, I was wrong. And I'd be happy for him to do that. It doesn't matter how you react in the moment. Uh, We all do stupid things in the moment, which is okay, I think. I I think to end the spirit of cricket debate, uh, probably is the best example for spirit of cricket is what, uh, Chopper Nost told about uh, from the Caribbean Premier League that the best wicket celebration gets like a bottle of rum. That is true spirit of cricket and I think it's time we all embrace this. Yeah. Everyone get yourself a bottle of your poison of choice. <laughs> Just go home, pour some ice or pour neat or with water. Have a chill one and just you know, just, just put this debate to rest because yeah. you do not want uh, awkward situations and unfortunately one awkward situation that happened that most of us may have sort of glossed over was the post-match presentation where Harman Preet just kept on getting pestered about this one incident yeah. in a series that had her scoring 143, Julan Goswami swan song, you had multiple bowling performances and an overall tour that was just off the charts for the Indian woman. So you just took all of that aside and just put it down to one absolutely brilliant, brilliant move by an Indian woman who's just been faced with vitriol. I think it's time we just just said, everyone just go home, drink a bottle of whiskey and then just, you know, <laughs> that's it. We are dominating. Just make peace with it. Okay. But, yeah. but Samir, it. I think just as I hate the reference uh, to, to the name that was given to it, but just as Monkey Gate was important in 2008 and just as Ashwin Butler was important, uh, just to start the conversation that led to the changing of the of the rule itself, I believe it did, or maybe they were thinking about it. But they may have accelerated the 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 changing of that rule and and not calling it monkering, uh, but calling it running out the non-striker. All of that, all of this is good because there is some, uh, and I think this discussion, this debate is good because people sit up and say, oh, hang on a minute, maybe maybe there is there is something to this, and then chops had a, has a. Uh, to do with with broad, that's that's pretty good. The broad side, and yeah. <laughs> broad side, and uh, Ben Strokes has a to do with uh, Harsha Bogle, in which there are all sorts of people buying into that and 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 uh, uh, contributing to it. I think Nitin did uh, contributed a bit into that debate. Sorry, one one last oh, thing, good. and th- there were a couple of really good tweets from Karthi Krishnaswamy, who writes for Cricket Info. Uh, one, I, I don't know, if both both of them are from him, but the whole essence of the point was. We grow up in small bylanes playing cricket where, you know, you're basically fighting for every last inch of turf 
because you you lose a chance to bat you get out the ball hits a wall if you move a little bit the the non striker gets run out you get like all sorts of these things uh, on a daily basis growing up like the the brits grow up in like these big village grounds and they have tea and scones waiting for them and they get out and whatever like i mean man it's it's two different worlds right like this respect that there's an, another way to do yeah. this and it's not just like what you're used to that's all and that's yeah. the culture that bogle was referring to that is the team the the playing culture that harsha yeah. was referring to and not any allusions to racism and so on which which yeah. ben stokes bought into so i think that's it's a good debate to have okay so i think we have a broad consensus on the spirit of cricket debate uh, and we have to jump on to another zoom call so i am actually going to uh, use this opportunity to tell you that i boxed you all into a corner uh, i started the podcast by referencing uh, sweat and ampit stains and all of that so in the light of all of this debate that is happening how do we revisit and reevaluate the underarm incident boom oh, <laughs> oh. that's huge I think so because we've been talking about uh, England and ECB and MCC and what not uh, good time to reference that uh, the first edition of the 100 featured a sponsorship deal with uh, Rexona uh, which basically <laughs> put 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 stickers stickers under the umpire's yeah. armpit yeah. for when they signaled six so uh, that's But that's we have to say that uh, son son of Bosi predicted this earlier in his uh, Rexona sponsors underarm tournament and BBL that took it to the next level the the question uh, was more uh, not to others but to ourselves because i think growing up uh, we grew up believing that the underarm was wrong right like the use of that in that context was wrong but exactly now re- right. so reevaluating it i think it was fair because like now like the only thing that should matter is the rules of the game it- You're saying it's fair because New Zealand does. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I said you are all in a corner. I don't have a problem. But like we grew up assuming it was wrong, right? But is it wrong? Was it wrong? So the underarm incident uh, happened in 1981, right? Uh, and this is Jan 1983, England uh, versus New Zealand at the MCG. Uh, regular match in one of their tri series, and uh, uh, England needed three to win of the last ball. and uh, the batsman was wick marks the bowler was nedden and uh, bolder normal delivery wick marks was never a great bat he probably got out or didn't score the three runs and new zealand promptly won now new zealand had a, a very boisterous pm back in the day called robert muldoon so when the underarm incident had happened in 1981 he had said very succinctly that it makes sense that yellow is the color of the australian team because yellow is also the color of cowards and then when they won this inconsequential useless match he actually ends uh, he ended up sending a telegram to the new zealand captain called uh, jeff howard and the telegram reads congratulations self and whole team particularly to martin snedden who bowled the last ball over arm <laughs> yeah wow. yeah So, no, so but, but the flavor has changed. Right? The flavor of the season should have changed. Like you have yeah, to reevaluate your own decisions. That's, that's no, no. Going back to your 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 your, your uh, probably your your uh, assumption that uh, it's okay to bowl under arm. It's actually illegal under the rules of of, of cricket. Not not Wasn't when it happened. No. Not when Wasn't it happened. Then. Yeah. Correct. Not exactly. when it happened. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the thing is, is is it normal practice? is it done is it oh, a good wait. thing to do you're you're painting yourself in a big corner That's, go 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 for this it. is a slippery slope <laughs> no no but now today right this incident of running out the non striker who's trying to gain an advantage is wrong so i'm not painting myself into any corner wait, that what? is wrong you shouldn't run out you can run out the non-striker. you can exactly same yeah, as under arm is legal was legal when it happened no so uh, i mean We don't have more to. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah, See, but, it, it is. It I is mean, in I, the as as Nasser Hussain says. It is in the rules of the game. But I don't know. Is this the construct, right? And we are we are basically saying, are we able to like challenge our own earlier assumptions? And I am saying very clearly that the the maligning of the underarm incident is wrong. At least we have to be logically consistent at this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Logical I mean, I get... clarity that we are bringing is that if it's allowed in the rules of the game. 
stop talking about bullshit like spirit of cricket yeah right? it's always which blood case, exactly. it's not takali chutney yeah, yeah. yeah that's correct <laughs> no <laughs> but i mean i spirit of cricket confuses me. things sorry spirit of cricket just confuses things it just diffuses and and turns attention away from some uncomfortable truths that's all that's the only thing that's that that, that it does and it's a convenient uh, plank for someone to stand on and say hey, we there's a line in the sand with spirit of cricket that's all The only spirit of cricket that we follow, should follow is that which is in the rule book. That's it. Shake hands. I mean, and, and I, I completely agree with Tony there. Uh, uh, the first cricket book I ever got was uh, uh, at a train station called Ratlam in Madhya Pradesh, and it was about the fifty most uh, controversial incidents in cricket. And the first one was actually the underarm. And I remember reading it back then and thinking, you know, what a what a terrible move to do that on the last ball. and after that you saw that uh, iconic richie beno uh, clip in which he says it's, it's shameful or whatever else and uh, greg chapel his uh, own elder brother ian chapel's uh, sorry ian chapel greg's elder brother goes on to say it was not a done thing but i mean i i've changed my mind about it it's completely on body line was on and you can have all sorts of examples like this perhaps not as prominent as these two but uh, i mean as long as it's in the laws of the game uh, there's a very fascinating story that uh, th- that is there about dermot reeve uh, doing something uh, of that nature in a county game if it's in the laws please go ahead do it if someone finds it uh, giving you an unfair advantage they'll change the laws but Chops, the laws, i think i i agree with all of this and the analogies work till a point except for the fact that with with this run out you see it <laughs> also also but <laughs> but uh, with with this run out of the non strikers and formally mankard the direction of travel of the loss is the opposite right we're moving to a more accepting place a more destigmatizing place as opposed to discovering that this was a loophole and we need to shut it down and rewrite the loss which is true in all those cases whether it's body line whether it's underarm whatever now in this case we're saying the the writers and the makers of the laws agree that there's a need to destigmatize and make this more normal and make it like a less shameful experience for the people doing it so the direction of travel is the yeah. opposite here can That's can i predict true. can I, i predict the next move that might happen and there's just a bold prediction over here when there is a deflection from an from a throw with the ben stokes incident of course uh, from a throw that hits a bat or a pad or something if it hits the pad then the batsman or not don't run if it is if it hits the bat do the batsmen run uh, at the moment they, they see, don't the, the simple thing that we are saying is like players shouldn't be enforcing rules right or calling back or asking for anything it's umpires and the law should right. be clear enough it's it's as simple as right. that now the law the law here is is a bit bit obscure there's no clarity on that particular law and so there is you know all sorts of issues around spirit of cricket the yeah. first time someone does it with when a team does requires two runs to win there's a deflection they run the runs given there'll be all such a hue and cry and and i hope it is not an asian team it's <laughs> that yeah. does it but can i just say great great save by great save chops uh, i want to call it a ratlam save if i've got the reference <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing you have you have <laughs> yeah it is it is yes. a big time big time big time. huge uh No, but hasn't this happened? I mean, is, wasn't it Ashwin who ran Ashwin, off? Ashwin again, uh, again. Yeah, yeah, it was Ashwin. Ran overthrows of of the bat. I, I, I'm going to. Was Pant and Ashwin? Yeah. Yeah, Pant and Ashwin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already it happened. That's also fine, man. Do it if it's in the yeah. laws. Do it. Yeah. Challenge it and 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 ex- and expose yeah. the. Yeah, Ashwin is a good benchmark to have. Like. he thought it was unfair to run a second run during that match so just <laughs> when he had him <laughs> run <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not rule that is different <laughs> ashwin and jardin <laughs> this is also proof that why more people should actually do engineering and then come and play cricket oh you love fields and all of that and you can also then commentate about pony and selwyn and do all of that right? like the man is literally just it's episode 36 or 37 i mean he's got a beat our pod in, with pony and selwyn stories so yeah this is that about ashwin 
cool i think we've uh, spoken about this for long enough hopefully edits will make it shorter but i definitely hope that in the upcoming world cup india runs out several people at the non strikers in especially of england and australia i'd i'd be all for it and i hope we win the world cup that way why not because some things need uh, zor ka jhatka the uh, moving on and there was a series in which sanju samson has ended up as the highest scorer oh dear Uh, You're actually talking about that. <laughs> yeah. no? Kerala guy roasting New Zealand. Why will Tony not talk about it? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, India A versus New Zealand A, which we promised to round up. Uh, Sanju was the highest scorer in the tournament, but guess who had the highest batting average in that tournament? Yeah. But can anyone guess who had the highest average in that tournament? Three matches, one days. Mm. It is yeah, going to be our Lord and Savior. Lord Charles. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. No, as in I think he was under, well, uh, not out in one innings. He basically played two innings, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so central um, central line rocks. Central yeah. line Mumbai rocks. <laughs> I'm just queuing this up because uh, basically it's it's like uh, nice time for Kerala because Sanju Samson's made it to the ODI series versus South Africa. He was captain here. Rumors are that he'd probably be vice captain in the ODI series. There was a match in Trivandrum after ages, and like although like South Africa didn't turn up, uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just putting the Kerala representation out there. Uh, and queuing in uh, my dad who will speak for a uh, few minutes about what it means for kerala hello wonderful friends of bits and pieces a bit of a self indulgence segue here uh, the very first cricket podcast i recorded was actually a malayalam podcast called parambu 281 um along with my dad uh, we used to do a segment for that podcast so when he was traveling by bombay i got him to sit down and record about 4 minutes about um you know what it was like uh, to grow up with cricket in kerala so that's it for the next 4 uh, minutes um this is sebastian kuchukudi uh, who will take it away from here um listen in thank you Well, I was born in a small village in Kerala with plenty of hills and mountains, fields and lawns, rivers and streamlets. There were times when the boys clustered onto the fields their own clumsy local games. They tossed the ball around in a very crude form of what they called football. They just needed four poles and a ball. And some of them preferred hands to the legs and played volleyball. cricket was not a game that they even had heard of yes if you search history you find cricket as a game transported to india by the britishers but this was restricted to kings and aristocrats confined to tripunitra and telicheri and maybe some parts of trivandrum and kottayam and never for the common man in fact the books of history will tell you that the first ever 50 over cricket tournament in the whole world the all india pooja cricket tournament a brain child of sri kb kelapen tamburan a member of the erstwhile royal family and the first secretary of kerala cricket association was organized in 1951 in tripunitra near kochin few know it and fewer still will acknowledge it because it had originated in remote kerala I too had the opportunity to be a part of the cricket administration as president of Malappuram District Association from 1981 to 84. Those were hard times for us. Several clubs were also organized to boost up the game and make it more popular among the common masses. Well then, I thought that not only Kerala but even other places in the country did not have enough exposure to the game. An All India Inter University tournament was organized in Calicut University in 1981 with Babu Charat at its head. Naturally, I too was deeply involved. It was hard to find scorers because the score sheets were Greek even to those who professed by the game. Some 20 teams were participating. Most of the ladies from the upper strata looking pretty enough. In one match, a lady who pretended to be very knowledgeable and looked aristocratic and pretty enough went out to bat she missed the first two balls she faced and on the third got out hit wicket 
she came back to the pavilion and was heard announcing loud i was not out but self out seems she never wanted to expose her ignorance or technical insufficiency even in the 90s the prominent local media in kerala lacked sports writers with elementary knowledge of the game of cricket i can recall a write up in one of the most read malayalam newspaper reporting that venga and sarkar together scored 92 runs when the dashing dilip venga sarkar scored a scintillating 92 those days of test cricket did not take to the hearts of the average malayali and cricket remained confined to the very restricted localities even for important matches matted wickets were considered a luxury there was no money or fame in the game the organizers had to shell out money from their pockets and they did that just out of love for the game i also had an attempted stint as a radio broadcaster in 1985 took my audition test as an english commentator as luck would have it for the listeners i had to go out of the state on promotion on my official duties it was only after the one day games became popular though after its own reluctant start and the advent of tv tele- telecasts in 1986 after the world cup win of 1983 that the masses took the game to their hearts and today not only india but kerala also loves cricket more than any other game our own sanju the not in the indian playing squad is the player with the most fan following even in the whole country yes kerala is growing by bits and pieces thank you daddy uh, that was my father sebastian kuchkudi uh, who sat down for bits and pieces which brings us to the question why can't you send in your segment about cricket which we can feature on bits and pieces this is the friendliest cricket podcast after all you can reach any of us on our uh, twitter handles or social media handles you can find it in our show notes and just uh, you know send in a quick recording why not and we'll probably feature it on bits and pieces uh, if you're too shy to appear on the full fledged version of the podcast real time So send it across and uh, back to the rest of the show. uh moving on uh last time we recorded the pod the third uh, india versus australia t20i was not completed and uh, what a great match it was followed by india versus south africa and then the news that uh, bumrah is potentially out uh, so the build up to our uh, t20 world cup guys uh, thoughts around uh, what you saw in the australia south africa matches and where we stand i thought india played well in 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 all of those games uh well most of those games cameron green i thought did exceedingly well uh, and uh, then the unfortunate incident uh, in news about bumrah not being well potentially uh not being part of the the squad there's still not an official announcement um on this however the the interesting thing uh, and i don't know if you actually if you guys actually saw it Saurav Ganguly was actually interviewed on this by Boria Majumdar's uh, TV channel. Uh, initially, is that chops are shaking? Is that because so the the people who interviewed him were from a channel called Extra Time, which is also I mean it was a journalist from a small time TV channel or oh, sorry YouTube channel in uh, uh, West Bengal called uh, Extra Time, which then. possibly also supplied uh, the clip to uh, ref sports which is borea's channel but i mean officially borea was like not involved but yeah, i mean, I mean it's, behind the scenes it's the same it's the same yeah. playbook from his captaincy days so same let's playbook. let's not yeah. be surprised <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean like if there is a like uh, wikipedia image to go with conflict of interest like saurav ganguly's face like should be the ambassador for like general conflict of interest I found that quite stunning that you, a person who's actually discredited by the by the organization can actually tweet about it from his uh, handle and his company as well. Uh, how do you get digital rights for something that you are discredited uh, as as a journalist? Anyway, but that's that's separate. But anyway, very very uh, disheartening news, and I think um, it, it it I don't rate India's chances very highly in this. Uh, if Bumrah is not part of it, last week I said that. Don't be surprised if India crashes out of the, the Super Sixes first rounds or whatever. I think uh, I'm just gonna double down and say that it's imminent. Uh, 
everyone is just saying that we hope bumrah's prognosis is is in the positive direction saraganguli did that whole thing and what not and whatever but uh, there is no bowling spearhead uh, i mean if you assume bhuvi then best of luck he's in the worst possible form he's in a rut unless there, there has to be a full um, a redemption arc that's like uh, a david versus goliath levels redemption arc for someone to actually for us to even win the world cup because it, it's increasingly going to be difficult at this point i i think i think we at least had a 40% chance uh, last week and then this news just breaks it um, the one positive thing though is um, you really have to back and trust an ashdeep uh, he is going to be your linchpin in the power play i think i think the south africa game was proof of it i mean south africa have their own uh, kettle and bottle of worries and a cup of worries that is overflowing but arshadeep's lines were spot on in that whole power play and then it, it's absolutely criminal that they let them get off the hook and get to 100 for 8 after being 9 for 5 uh, you should have actually closed the game at that point but there is a template and it's it's probably india at this point is having like serious closure issues it's like one of those um, i mean to draw since rachel ross yeah thing. it's a it's a rachel ross thing that is happening <laughs> at this point clearly there is they have closure issues you can yeah. draw sales analogies we're also the friendsliest cricket podcast <laughs> <laughs> Central perks. We don't get central perks that the BCCI and the government get. But yeah, so it's a closure issue. But Arshdeep is the only positive thing that's come out of the South Africa game, um, and uh, Sky's form in both the uh, this one is is just amazing. I think he's just in an orbit, in an orbit. Uh, planet of his own. But I'm supremely uh, confused about all this, right? I mean, there is a. plethora the bench strength is you know amazing ipl me to sab log khel rahe hain and you know being like doing all sorts of things and you're talking of all these people as though they are you know the next in line and all that and suddenly you discover in the international stage that the cupboard is bereft of any talent what is happening guys <laughs> moment of silence lads thanks this, can, this, can i just say this this works better than all your monologues put together i just want to applaud the, yeah. the beauty of this <laughs> very well played oh, open ended question and chill that's all yeah <laughs> and after all that you only have one arshdeep to to, to put on the podium what is this <laughs> Uh, RCB RCB <laughs> God okay there goes there goes my Sunday <laughs> but then to answer Mohan's question very seriously right like uh, balance as an issue is very apparent I think I think with MSD's uh, tenure in that whole world cup world t20 winning then to even the bad shows in 2010 and even in 2014 when they could have won if not for that yuvraj's spectacular bottle uh, one of the things that happened was mst as a captain wicketkeeper and a batsman plugged in that 4 5 6 so you could play specialist batsman Oho. you could play specialist bowlers because your <laughs> batsman would be a wicket keeper and you know who there is this one person who's going to perfectly take over that role and sanju samson who's going to magically <laughs> yes it is sanju samson i am slowly buying into the whole tony cult of sanju samson is the blue pill that's going to solve the problem wow. because been, i've been manifesting gonna... this as they say <laughs> Can I roll back some of the things right in 2007 I think India was completely naive about the game it didn't know how to play the game it didn't yeah. know what the game was about and yeah. actually played cricket over there now you know they're diving into stats guru with matchups and this and that and the other because IPL has taught them that this is the way to play cricket so suddenly statisticians are running the way the game is played and suddenly matchups become important you think this is not true of game, australia and uh, england I, sir not, sir england I, is holding chits for their captain like one big chit <laughs> bowl bowl bowler number 4 for batsman number 3 this is what batsman. is happening <laughs> <I don't. laughs> 
man you take my trolling seriously no <laughs> man man after after all this after all this i can really say that somewhere this prasanna p dog guy is having like the night of his life why not ashwin also da ashwin ashwin chen doing article amadi like squad right Ashwin is very much in this game. Realistically, yeah, Ashwin, Ashwin can bowl fast and bat left-handed and like, solve all of our problems. He will, he will be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine also. Like, Kamal has he fixed it. He will fix the data problems also and statistical yeah. problems and the matchups also. He do everything. Commentary and analytics. Ashawataram. Umpiring. Don't forget umpiring. Courtesy cartograph. But recently concluded IPL. <laughs> in in. <laughs> Chops imitating Sridhar, imitating Ashwin. This is why I'm here. Amazing. But in in all seriousness, I just looked at the format. It's basically Super 12 and like two uh, groups of six each. India is along mm-hmm. with Pakistan, South Africa, Bangladesh, and two other associate nations. I want to say not Minos, but basically Sri Lanka also uh, possible. Two. Oh, Sri Lanka is part of the so, that West list. West Indies also. West oh Indies my also God. possible. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay okay fine yeah, anyway so you need to anyway. <laughs> you need to finish top 2 of the group after playing five matches which i think uh, we are underestimating india if we don't think that we can uh, be in the top 2 no no not really because you know the top 3 there is a problem right so then you say top okay it's all right let we'll of course i mean the, the no <laughs> basically <laughs> <laughs> there is there is one fellow that has to be accommodated yeah. and so therefore the top 3 is a problem okay yeah. so th- th- that's that's essentially so you say okay that's all right we have umrah we have good bowlers and all that sort of stuff so they'll make up like you know you're going in the train train is one hour late no worry uh, rat may make up <laughs> so you say okay you know, as if the driver can go extra fast in the night or something to make up for slow uh, speaking of the, uh, speaking of trains and miracles this is all building up to lord shardul coming in and saving me exactly only in selvan only yeah <laughs> so so, so then you say okay the bowlers will make up for that right so and suddenly your the, the, the key bowler is gone um because of stress factor you know that's it. i'm still not coming to the actual rant around you know why it happened and player management and all that. but anyway that's actually the left the last straw that broke the camel's back is basically this okay cool yeah but uh, tony one other thing right like before i before chops can take over uh, this is the exact same format of the previous world cup that was there in dubai and remember india bottled their games against new zealand and pakistan played out of their skins and full they were like daiva me praying for net run rate and others yeah, to yeah. lose no but then but then kohli was captain kohli was captain and shastri was coach da that uh, era is behind <laughs> us now it is <laughs> why like such little belief please it is it is karma yeah. karma is a, as um, to paraphrase the dialogue from uh, tamil movie doctor karma is a boomerang so the uh, Yogi Babu says this and then the side actor says yaar pa karunas boomerang and something like that so it will be a boomerang for uh, Jamie sir and Rohit also unless they just majorly fix this problem which is appropriate um, given that it's happening in australia <laughs> <laughs> boomerang yeah. also yeah. ashwin can handle tiktok boomerang <laughs> <laughs> No I mean I I definitely think uh, India's chances are screwed that much more because of uh, I mean it wouldn't have been the same with any other player absolutely any other player perhaps two more players could have been injured but uh, I mean with Bumrah going out it's a, it's a big big loss uh, while they keep saying it's not official yet and uh, Rahul saying uh, he doesn't have the official word yet on whether he's in or out but yeah I mean it's going to be even if he's not at full fitness it's going to be a big one Chops, uh, I think I think in the interest of fairness, uh, Hank should do a one-minute tribute to Deepak Chahar, who missed the IPL all for a World Cup. He's fit, he's fit for a bloody World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 there's a, there's an element of seriousness to that uh, to that comment. I think, I, I, you know, in one of the previous episodes, I talked about this um, quite atrocious. Uh, Uh, amounts of money that are going into tv rights and all that sort of stuff right and and w- one of the things that i said that 
maybe the BC says, I don't want the highest bidder. I want a bidder that gives me at least this much, but promotes the game in a really positive, good, sensible way in, in terms of what, and, and the definition of what good, good positive is, is, is the jury's out on that. And someone needs to sit down and say, okay, this is what you know, good promotion of the game is. Dude, in a similar way. Doordarshan or... But the thing is this, right? <clears throat> if you say, okay, uh, in, from a player management point of view, you can't use a, a contracted player at level grade A or B or C in all your games. You have to manage the workload of the players. And it's it's simple to say that, and and it's known that fast bowlers will suffer stress factors if they are over bowled and over, and then you play them continuously. Just to to put things into context, when um, Australia returned to uh, well, Australian team returned to Australia after playing the series of games that they did, and Cameron Green played blinder after blinder after blinder. Cummins uh, talked about player management and workload management, and making sure that you know he's not you know, overused. Yeah. And in that context, he said, it's inevitable that he will get an IPL contract and he will go into IPL. We can't stop it and we shouldn't stop him from doing that. However, we should manage the overall workload around yeah. uh, around Cameron Manning. They're managing Cameron, Cameron Green really well because he's playing all the bilateral T20s, but not in the World Cup squad. So, superb uh, <laughs> workload <laughs> management only. Well, whatever, right? I mean, whether that is right for Australia or not, it's for them to decide. But, but the essential point is, Workload management is front of center and you can't just say, you know, Bumrah is bowling 64 overs, not a big deal. It is day in, day out playing and match practice and match fitness is different to strength and conditioning fitness. Very different to non-match practice and non-match work, right? And it's it's and it's not just bowling those 64 overs. You're there, you're running in the field, you, you are uh, making the twos into ones and the threes into twos. This is anti-Gavaskar speak. So this is... You're, you're, <laughs> So you're basically doing that on the field and making sure that you are giving your 100% at full intensity on the field. That is not 64 hours. That's playing cricket day in, day out. That's workload management. And Uncle and Gavaskar people, commentary and anti-Gavaskar commentary. We, we've and got it all. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're saying what's happened to Jaspreet is a boomerang that has come in. <laughs> and and because of that Bumrah Gumrah ho, hone ka chances Bumrah <laughs> <laughs> Gumrah but uh, but just to continue on to Mohan's point here Australia I think in the last decade or so have had the most weirdest of injury problems both from a physical and a mental perspective look at say a Will Pukowski look at uh, even Cummins himself Starks had multiple uh, injury scares right like and all of that even in Pattinson. the game in the classic Pattinson. example is Pattinson right exactly Pattinson is the best example probably so they understand it from some point that uh, this has to be an issue like player management and all of this has to be an issue and we have to take care of it right like I, I don't get, I, I think it's at an evolved level that they are able to identify these as patterns. Whereas in India, uh, Bumrah coincidentally was discovered by a scout for Mumbai Indians playing some league in Gujarat. So for them, it's just break in, break in, break in and then there's a chance, right? Like There is, workload management is a serious issue. Um, there are people who've done PhDs on this. There's a guy called Dean McNamara who's done a PhD on bowler workload management. Uh, I think he's a sports physiologist in, in Sydney. But he's actually done a, a PhD on this, talking about wearing monitors and so on and making sure and understanding the physiology, particularly of fast bowlers and, and the stresses that happen on, uh, on their bodies and so on. There are lots and lots of uh, um, scholarly articles on this as well. I'm happy to link some of those and, and pass some, some of those on. It is a serious business where you have a donkey and just flog it, flog it, flog it, flog it to death. And then when you actually need it, that's actually not available for you for, for to service you. Ja- logically, logically then shouldn't the, the best thing to do be to retire from test cricket? Hardik Pandya likes this. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, what you're saying is absolutely true, uh, Mohan, but I don't think Bumrah has played all that much cricket in the last uh, year or so, right? It's not been like a workload management thing it was just like probably something that had to happen at some point yeah in basically. fact i think it's Rasim jafar or someone who's uh, 
actually come up with one of those uh, video things that they do on cricket for our friend uh, shout out to our friend Kasper uh, who uh, I mean he goes on to say that the extended breaks that Bumrah has got uh, and I mean it's like a short span of playing and then a, a short span of break and then again alternating between the two which probably has done him uh, more harm than good I mean it's still about you know how you manage bowlers and workloads and all of that and how your match fit versus you know just training physically etc but i mean with bumrah it's it's i don't know if it's uh, honestly bad player management or just a stroke of bad luck or whatever it is but yeah it's it's just a big huge loss by the way workload management is not just about overload workload yeah. management you, you you get stress factors even if you don't bowl enough so and there's a fine line correct there's a fine line between bowling not not enough and bowling too much uh, and and that is the the balance that so management is about balancing that and managing that workload, yeah. and yeah. which is why you know they said Cameron Green should sit out the World Cup. Yeah. By the way, so for everyone hoping for a Gabba repeat in the World Cup, uh, I've just checked the schedule. Uh, the only ground at which India does not play is Gabba. So like they're playing at Perth, Melbourne, I think Sydney, Adelaide also, but no Gabba. So T uh, Natarajan and Washington Sundar. I wanted to bring up inevitably is the third Australia T20 and uh, Virat Kohli Uh, and uh, basically uh, there was this moment that happened right that uh, at one point uh, Virat Kohli and uh, Surya Kumar Yadav obviously put on like a 130 run partnership or something but Kohli was the earlier person in right and he was trying to hit and at some point, he looked at the dressing room and said, oh, should I rotate the strike? I mean, it was evident on the screen. And then he went into that mode where, uh, you know, he switched and like uh, Sky started, I mean, rotating strike and Sky started hitting more. Not that he was not hitting otherwise, but I think it was like a, a nice sort of follow up to our earlier discussion around uh, what Rohit and Kohli were discussing in that six minute interview, uh, where he talked about roles and what he needs to do and stuff like that. And at the end of the match, he also basically uh, called out how he should have probably finish the match earlier and it shouldn't have gone on for so long etc etc i think it's like uh, really again like with my virat kohli glasses on it's great to see someone uh, who was in a position of amazing power uh, letting go of it so gracefully and contributing to the team's cause right so uh, i don't know if you have thoughts around it but yeah i think that was one moment that stood out for me from that uh, series and the 30 as a captain he would think twice or thrice or so many times before taking some of these risks early on in his innings. And he doesn't need to swing and go across the line from ball to like he tried in England or whatever, but he's still shown that he's got these gears. And the the immediate parallel I draw is uh, watching Rizwan and Babar on the England-Pakistan series. They clearly hesitate to do anything to risk their wicket because they know what's coming after them, which is not true about India. Like you've got a Hardik, you've got a... I don't want to say DK, but you know, Surya Kumar Yadav and like you've got some semblance of a middle order that's performed uh, in the last year, which many other teams cannot afford as you see. And and, and Kohli, uh, I don't think Kohli the anchor turns up. Kohli, if he plays the way he's been playing the last month or so, it's still it's still good enough because remember like the there's the Pakistan game, but it's also like Bangladesh and South Africa and the other two games who are also... I'll, I'll Sri Lanka can... Asia Cup winners, da. Sri Lanka, yeah, hopefully other group. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the one thing, uh, Tony, I think he gave up his captaincy too easily. Um, I think he was. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think it was a good phase for Indian cricket at all, and he he walked away from it too easily, and played straight into the hands of the people who were manipulative. Uh, no, that's what's in, amazing in the, to see, right? Process. And it's it's right. a never before right. done thing, letting right. go with grace. And, uh, Letting go, but it's to his credit that he's done yeah. done it that way. So, A, he let go of his, and it's to his credit that he let go of the captaincy in a manipulative environment quite quite nicely. Um, I don't think the right thing was done uh, by him. Um, and he's, I mean, I, I, I'm just watching from a distance. And, you know, this even this incident of, you know, maybe I should be rotating sli- a strike and so on. A Kohli from about three, four years ago, going back to the 2016 Kohli that Samir talked about, right? In the IPL, he scored 974 runs. I do, I do follow the IPL from a distance, but you know the the those, those kinds of things. I I just want the Kohli of today to be 
the, the playing well. We can always go back and watch videos of the stupid games in which he scored 974 runs or whatever. But I want the Kohli of today. And today, the Kohli that I'm seeing, that I think I'm seeing, is one without ego. He's just playing the game the way it should be done for the team. And and I think that's that's going to be good. I, I think a good Kohli will show up. It may not be that 974 uh Vala Kohli in an easy uh easy money tournament but it's it's going to be a Kohli that's that uh, I think is without ego and will play I think according to the team's needs yeah we'll we'll still be shouting RCB RCB in the stadium so it doesn't matter <laughs> I'll shout Ra. I'll, I'm going I'm going for a few games I'll be shouting RCB you, you should shout MCG MCG Hank. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Mohan has just manifested Bradman from 1930. That was the 1974 uh, run series. So, yeah. I just hope he doesn't bat in test match mode. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying that I don't want to see the 2016 Kohli. I want to see the, 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 the positive, ego-free Kohli that we see today. And that's what we need to enjoy. And if he plays that plays in that way and holds one end up so that we can have... Uh, the problem is we have too many people who are holding on one end up. If we if we do it in a, in a in a good way, and, be, and Kohli is the only one that does that, that'd be fantastic. We have a chance. We have a guess. Yeah, I think I I think just to continue on to that point, right? Like uh, while Kohli, the you know the Kohli, the King Kohli, all of that happened. I think towards the end of 2016 season, when he suffered that uh, split webbing, right? And then despite that webbing, did he go and make that century? I think you saw shades of this guy who really wanted to win it. I think I think that hunger, right? Like that he wants to win it and, you know, go do, go conquer. Someone has to channel that hunger. I mean, that's basically the 2016, uh, this one. He has a lot of... Players change. Players' roles change. Players' attitudes change. Players' abilities change. Capabilities change. I, I, I always used to say, when people say, oh, I want the three, Sachin Tendulkar of old, the 1998 Sachin Tendulkar. If you want the 1998 Sachin Tendulkar, go and watch the bloody YouTube video. Right? Let's watch the Sachin Tendulkar and celebrate the Sachin Tendulkar of today. That's yeah. exactly what I'd like to do with Kohli. Let's celebrate the Kohli of today, which is different to the 2016 Kohli. The funny thing is different teams want different things, right? Like uh, India wants more hunger from its players. Pakistan fans are complaining that their players have too much hunger and uh, much eating hunger. <laughs> burgers <laughs> and pizza. So, <laughs> Srinath, please go ahead. No, I was just saying, Samir kept saying 2016, but like the the thing we keep forgetting about Kohli is like his runs and his knocks and his impact were good enough to win him two player of the series awards at World T20s, right? Like it's just, which is absolutely insane uh, for a format like this to, to be consistent. And of course, like one of them... Uh, Actually, both of them featured uh, knockouts, semi-final, finals runs. And that's the key thing. Like, you can score all the runs you want, but if they're not impactful or fast enough, the, the game just, like, ignores you to to a different degree. Uh, <laughs> Hank kept saying small money tournament, like it's some village bet match tournament in, like, some some corner. And, like, Fake all, idea. All, I, I love how <laughs> you all ignored it completely. <laughs> Yeah. Who are T20? I didn't say small money tournament, right? I said some small tournament. <laughs> small. <laughs> but I hope you shout uh, MCC, MCC when Ashwin runs out Butler. That'll be cool. Yeah, I, I want to <laughs> see a lot of those happen. I want to see a deflection where Ashwin runs. Right? And then see the entire world. I just want to see Ashwin run. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Something very interesting happened in the last uh, 15 odd days, middle of September. So, I am paraphrasing the Caribbean cricket, friends at Caribbean cricket podcast who shouldn't have faced it. Um, So, this is a, the quote goes like, so first let me address where we've been for 10 days. For those who don't know, we were sent to Twitter jail for reporting on the SA auction and using the word of South African currency. (laughs) Apparently, it means something else in Hindi and that was enough for someone to snitch. Uh, The second tweet goes like, may the person who sent us to Twitter jail under false pretenses never prosper in life. May your ancestors punish your indiscretion. So, (laughs) I I, I was the one Um, who dropped it on the group uh, and the, the... (laughs) <laughs> the place where I, the, the the place where the screenshot came from is uh, one of my friends at Twitter India, uh, who hopefully prospers in life, unlike uh, 
like what that's for so <laughs> just a shout out to him yeah he's um, also a listener of our pod if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you but, know who you yeah, are I'm, we wish you the best yeah. but <laughs> one of three only three people know who they are <laughs> the other two are sundars <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god in solidarity tony will beep that word out <laughs> yeah when do you wish it we should just a quick uh, shout out to Jenny Rodriguez for the beautiful beautiful innings that she played in the uh, opening game for India at the Asia Cup and uh, another one for uh, Sarfraz Khan who's been having a tremendous season uh, with the bat uh, i'm not sure if he's going to be able to make it to one of uh, india's uh, senior teams or not but what a season and uh, another another blockbuster innings against uh, saurashtra for the rest of india uh, team so Yeah, I hope uh, both of them continue to do well. In Jemmy, in general, is a joy. What a what a amazing yeah. cricketer. What a wholesome human. That's my uh, yeah. Comment. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> But I don't know about Sarfraz Khan. Has he played under the captaincy of Ajinkya Rahane and like been sent off the field? <laughs> Otherwise, you probably haven't <laughs> arrived yet. <laughs> Recently, I had the misfortune of watching Cobra. It is a vo- Tamil movie starring. Chian Vikram Roshan Mathu and among others is the certain Turkish Interpol officer whose role is essayed by none other than Irfan Patan so <laughs> cricketers ex cricketers retired cricketers having spectacularly bad debuts in movies just continues uh, recently Shrishant also had a very bad role in Kathu Akler and Kadal and we just made a list so uh, dear ex cricketers uh please pick your roles wisely um i thought hank was going for sri sant towel reference but yeah sri sant and all easy pickings done yeah yeah with that i think <laughs> we should we should throw in the towel and call it a day on what has been uh, the longest recording of bits and pieces hopefully a much shorter edit which i am setting myself up for uh if you stayed with us this long thank you so much and uh, we hope we make your commute to office a little easier and if we do why don't you share it with a few of your friends and rate us five stars uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to only five stars please that's the only perk we ask for have a break have a <laughs> cricket bat what <laughs> <laughs> every week we sound more and more like uber drivers man amazing <laughs> super super Thank you. Uh, this is uh, Tony Mohan, Srinath, Abhishek Chopra, and Samir signing off. Say bye, guys. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye bye. bye. bye.